click next. I don't know where I'm going. A little help, please. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome! You, my friend, have chosen to download an episode, an inaugural episode of a new podcast venture between two gentlemen here. My name is Dan Hurt, and uh, my my the other voice you're going to hear is Adam Costix. Adam, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Dan? <laughs> pretty good, man. Uh, pretty good. I'm excited. Uh, this is a new thing. The new, newest things are always the most exciting. Uh, but this is something that we've been tinkering uh, and, and noodling on, if you will, for quite a while to, to come up with some sort of collaboration that we can work on together to, well, we'll kind of discuss what we're going to try to do. But really, this is a learning development. And, and then it's like plus plus because there's a lot of other stuff going on around that that we want to talk about. So what we'll do for this uh, for this kickoff sort of episode is we'll just kind of give you guys an intro for who we are and really what we want to get out of the podcast, what we want you to get out of the podcast, and I don't know wh- where we're going in the long run. Maybe we get there, maybe we don't, but we're going to give it a shot. Um, Adam, do you, do you want to kick us off by kind of a, an intro to, to who you are and, and maybe a bit of your background, where you came from, what are your, what are your hopes sure. and dreams? Yeah, I could absolutely do that, Dan. Thanks uh, for passing that over and kind of kicking us off here. I, I think we're pretty excited about kind of launching this podcast. And so my name is Adam Costix. I've been in learning and development for really on and off for about the last 15 years, mostly with a financial services and sales background. So every time I'm not in learning and development, I go back into financial services or sales and then fall back into learning and development because that's really where my passion lies. And really for those last 15, 20 years, I've been in banking, mortgage, auto finance. I did a small stint in pharmaceutical sales legally uh, back in 2009 2009 due to crisis, but did pharmaceutical sales for a little bit. But all roads kind of continue to lead in my background to learning and development. It's something that I have a passion for. As you'll start to hear in this podcast that Dan and I both have a passion for, it's Thursday night about 10 o'clock and we're talking about learning and development. So you're going to hear that come through in our voices of where we continue to talk. Um, But ultimately, I think I love learning, love and really have an affinity towards helping people get better, better at their jobs, thinking about things that they're doing and teaching them things that they may not have thought they could do in the past. And, you know, you talk about my background. I'll go through a lot of that as we continue with this podcast. But as a manager, when I'd manage teams, it was all about getting those sales teams, getting those people better at doing their jobs. And that's what I really love to do. And as you can see, have a lot of passion towards learning. Dan and I continue to talk about it and looking forward to kind of diving into some of these different topics of where learning and development is going, different things that we've tried. And you'll hear Dan and I try a lot of things and fail a lot of things, Mm. but that's kind of part of it. And I think that's one of the things we want to get out of the podcast is all these different intersections of learning, coming together, talking to different people in the industry, also having a little bit of fun with it too. You'll hear that this podcast is not going to be super scripted. Dan and I are going to go off the cuff a little bit and talk about the topics and really what's going on in learning and development. So yeah, there there'll be our fair share of freestyling here as we go. 
Um, <laughs> one of uh, so so. Let me ask you, uh, in the spirit sure. of freestyling, that we didn't discuss this beforehand. Where where do you think in your in your you know dark sorted past you actually got kind of the bug for L and D? Where do you think that came from? You know what? It, I know exactly where it came from. It came. Well, see, now it sounds like we did rehearse this, and I we feel didn't. dumb. We didn't even rehearse the question at all. <laughs> Completely it. didn't return it. It was actually one of my first jobs. I worked for a company called uh, HFC. Um, there was household finance, and then we bought beneficial finance, BFC, and then we were bought up by HSBC. So I'm just going to throw a lot of alphabet numbers or alphabet letters out there. And in 2003, I became a manager for the company, and I took over this branch. Uh, I was a sales, I was an account executive for them, and got my first chance for management. And they said, "Congratulations, you're becoming a manager." So they shipped me from Jacksonville, Florida, out to Pensacola, Florida, and I took over this branch. I was the worst branch in the entire company, but I had an opportunity to lead a team and build a team. And what I realized more than any of the other accolades we won, we took the worst branch, we did a one president's club, we did a lot of different things that were really good, but where my enjoyment came from and where my passion came from was I was helping my team succeed. I was seeing people that were not doing good when I came in there, and we worked on the different skills and abilities that they needed to have to be successful. And that's really where that passion started coming out of me is like, I can impact and have a uh, an impact in people being successful. And that's really where that learning and development continued out through my career at HSBC. I was there for almost nine years and well, 2000, well, I guess eight years. Um, and the company itself had just an immense learning budget. Everybody was doing learning. Even to this day, you look back at people who, who worked at that company back at HSBC. We were doing things back in 2003, 2004, 2005 that we're not even doing today at my current company. And it was a really amazing at the amount that they put on employee development. And I would say that's really where it all started. Very cool. Um, I, I'd have to say, yeah, for myself, if I if I had to guess, I mean, my parents were always kind of big. We, we spent a lot of time outdoors. Uh, we, you know, you're you're looking at stuff. You're kind of exploring the world. You're exploring the woods. You're playing in the ditch, all that sort of stuff. So, you're always finding something new. I think, and that's where it probably started. When I was going through uh, university, there was one course that I had taken. I got a bachelor of commerce, which. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not bragging. It's uh, it's a pretty generic uh, degree, but there was a course on. I think it was called training and development. Uh, was the course that I took, and it was Professor Jim Thacker that that hosted yes. that. And there was just some stuff that we did in there that blew my mind. And it was one of those things where the way he taught the class, you know, he it was kind of one of the medium is the message sort of thing. I, I remember one time specifically, he gave. Um, he gave the entire class, you know, and there weren't a ton of us, maybe 18, 20 kids. Uh, sure. And, and he, he gave us all a, uh, like 10 second. All right. Uh, here, here's what you guys need to do. You might've wrote two things on the board, uh, this and that. And then he just left the room. Now he had not done this to date. Uh, it was always, there was always something going on. There was a structure to it, but he just completely bailed on the room for about 10 minutes. 
And everybody turned around and they were just scratching their head like, what is happening right now? And, you know, he comes back 10 minutes later and he says, or he gets the message across that it was really a lesson in the importance of uh, good instruction. And just those sort of experiences was like, oh my gosh, there's so many things that seem incredibly obvious but they don't get thought about. And, and, and that's, you know, you can apply that to the world at large, but I think you do see that in L and D where there's so many opportunities. And so anyway, so I had, I got that bug. It, it bit me really, really hard in, uh, in university. And, uh, I spent maybe five years bouncing around in careers I didn't care for. And then eventually came back to, uh, to L and D actually kind of fought my way into it. Cause I had no experience. So this, kind of relevant. I had a podcast that I started in 2012, I think, and I did that for maybe two and a half, three years to give myself a bit of experience, but that helped me get my foot into the door to the industry and I've had three uh, pretty successive great roles where I've learned just a ton of stuff in each and every one of them. And the uh, the the middle of those three roles happened to be working with the, uh, the guy across the mic here is uh, with Adam. And that's really, uh, you know, we... We started working together, I think, in 2016. Yeah, start of 2016. Yes, sir. And I can tell you that's actually one of the one of the factors, not all the factors, that you actually ended up getting the the job at Caliber Home Loans mm-hmm. uh, was the podcast and some of your putting what you've learned out on the internet and continuously talking about learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's you know what that's so I've written a couple uh, blog posts in in recent history kind of directed at folks that are trying to get into the industry and it's one of those things where no one just gives you the experience right you have to uh, you have to kind of take it you got to earn it you got to do it yourself and to establish your thoughts to develop your thoughts you can't you can't think without putting stuff out there you can't get smarter without screwing up uh, and that's just one of those things where the, the more you do, the, the more you kind of sharpen all those various skills and you find new skills as well. So, um, I, I really had a great, uh, great experience working, uh, working for you, with you, whatever. And then, uh, yeah, then moved on to, uh, more, more snow covered pastures back in uh, Canada. But, uh, what, so me and Adam, we kind of had this mind meld situation about a year ago about a year and change uh shortly before i i left uh caliber where we had this really really great experience of basically kind of bootstrapping a micro learning video program from scratch we got not only got off the ground but got it quite successful and and well regarded and all those things and we learned a lot about how all the different pieces fit together the communication side of it the like the, the learning side of it, the technology side of it, there's all these different facets to it. And we learned a lot about it. And, and Adam suggested that, uh, you know, one day we, we went out for lunch and he said, we should be telling people about this experience and we should apply to the ATD uh, ICE conference, which I I hadn't been to, hadn't heard of. And I thought, oh, okay, I guess I needed a bit of convincing. How, how much you, convincing you were not do you conv- think I needed? <laughs> you were not convinced at all either. Yeah. That's you looked why... at me and said, we're going to apply to what? <laughs> we're going to apply to the international conference on yeah. what? Micro learning. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah, you were, you were not sold on that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I remember the conversation exactly because we were having foe at the time right down yeah. the street from work. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that's kind of my default position in life is, well, let's, let's explore why that's not stupid. 
but that that's one of those things that helped us develop uh, a, a pretty strong session, actually. So we worked on that session for, you know, four or five months. And uh, we would come up with ideas and we'd kick the hell out of those ideas. And, and some would die and some would, some would survive and get stronger. And we ended up going to this conference and sharing it with people. And people thought it was pretty valuable. And, and then we went to another conference and we did it there. And, and people thought it was pretty darn valuable. And I think one of the important things that we shared in there, well, I, I know it's not just me and not just you, but the feedback largely that we got on this was people appreciate the fact that we shared our failures within that presentation. And, and that was, man, that, that was so cool to hear people say that on a pretty consistent level. And you'll hear us talk about that as we kind of talk more about that particular conference. But I think that part of this podcast is, is also that to, to talk through ideas, to, uh, to, to think, to think new thoughts for going to sakes and maybe share some thoughts that somebody else hasn't thought either. So, uh, to, to kind of help the, the general con conversation ideas move forward and, and Hey, maybe sometimes they move backwards. I don't know, but we took those ideas to DC and the, the way that we had them broke out, there were, if you put me on the spot, I could remember all the, uh, I, I could do it now because of the, um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh what the hell's that thing called the uh the word thing that i put together oh boy so this uh, is an the, example mnemonic, of your, your, your mnemonic, mnemonic device, device. Yeah, yes, mnemonic the, device yeah right? yeah yes. thank you so uh so we had these uh, this this, uh, this whole session though was kind of built around what we consider to be the seven different spokes that need to be considered for a successful micro learning program but i think you could take those spokes and apply it to just <coughs> excuse me apply it to just about anything else as well uh, not just L&D but in other things as, as, as well but you've got things like marketing that's in there you've got things like um, uh, did you forget them? The mnemonic I, I device should. didn't work for you so. yeah so we had well, we ha I'll just do so, them over the list so um, uh, ROI client oh, okay you're going to go for it alright go yeah, on I was going to give it a shot so ROI client, yeah client buying that's kind of a gimme now though um, the, uh, the process was one of them. Yep. The, uh, communications was another piece. I can't remember them right now. Software. I'm, software. Thank developments, you. development skill set. Yeah. And housing solution. Housing solution. Nicely done, yes, sir. sir. So, yeah, but I mean, we took those ideas and, um, we really, so this, this concept of connecting dots got into my head as well from that conference through, uh, through Seth, Seth Godin sharp dude and he's a marketing dude but you know me and adam have been talking for like a year and a half about the significant overlap between marketing and training yes yeah so what is what are, what are some of just just super low-hanging fruit what are a couple of those things that you see as having overlap and places that you might like to explore as we go further in the podcast yeah, I mean, one of the things that we realized right off the bat, and you know, I know we'll continue to talk about these seven spokes, but one of them was the communication strategy or marketing strategy. Is we learned the hard way that optional training—it's it, it, not like the field of dreams. People say, "Oh, you build it, they will come." I can tell you and assure you, they will not come. No. <laughs> um, we built a bunch of training. We built micro learning, and and now we did get some views. We did get some people to interact, but by and large, 
how do you get it in front of people? How do you get your learning when it's optional training? And I'm not talking about compliance things. Get it in front of people where they want to consume it. And we've learned along the way with things like drip campaigns. How do you drip it in front of people? Trying to get it just in time as much yeah. as possible. How do you think about how those emails or marketing looks like, right? As a whole, learning and development people don't do great of marketing their programs. They start with and lead with, here's your objectives. By the end of the course, you're going to learn blah, blah, blah. It's very boring. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to read that. So looking at it from a different way of how, think like a marketer. Think about the best marketing that you see, the Apple uh, apples out there, some of the commercials you see, why don't we do that with our learning? Get it in front of people on what they're going to be learning versus the dry objectives, especially in those optional courses. So I think we talked a lot about that of how do you drip it? How do you figure out ways that they can stumble upon the learning? And those were things that we learned the hard way because we built things that were beautifully crafted that were never ever utilized. And, and actually it's funny, Dan, I, we just had a a systems release last week and made one of the cardinal sins. We we allowed the clients to bully us into doing some micro learning videos for the systems release. And this was last Friday and the total audience potential was roughly about 300 people. And we've got about, as of this morning, about eight, 10 views on some oh of those boy. micro learning videos. Oh and boy. as you know, yeah, exactly. As you know, with a systems release at this point, now we're, uh, the, tonight is Thursday night. This systems release happened mm -hmm. last Friday. They've already figured it out. Those videos were complete throwaway training yeah. Yeah. that we had to make because of the client buy-in. And, you know, you look back at that as like, did we have the data? Did I push back enough with the client? And... Was the, the other failure that I just didn't market it enough. And so I'm looking at all those different things of, okay, we did the work. We get it out there. Nobody consumed it. What's the reason why? It was a complete failure. The videos are fantastic. Mm -hmm. The instructional designer who made them, she did a phenomenal job. However, nobody got to see that work. Yeah. Or nobody did or chose to see it. And that's a problem all the way around. That's, that's a bummer when, like, even for the designer, I mean... You put the time in, and I know we still get paid for our time, but it's like, yeah, it'd be nice if my work was seen by somebody, you know? Exactly. And yeah. I didn't have the heart to tell her either. <laughs> well, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never hear about this story. No, don't you guys tell her either. Um, so, and, and uh, just for a second, you know, it's interesting you went down that path. Uh, just for a second, I'm going to bring up the, the concept of confession from uh, uh and, and by no means is this a religious podcast folks so relax but um but the idea of confession and in, in, you know the whole christian uh, faith is is that okay you screwed up make amends try not to do it again but you're going to screw up again and and it's so it's so funny that you just told a story about you know here we are talking about uh you know at least hoping to explore best practices or good practices whatever the hell we're calling them now but um that, you know, we're seasoned professionals. In fact, we've been doing this for a while, and it's like we're still making mistakes. And I think that we're all going to consistently make mistakes, and we just maybe can benefit from looking back on those sort of things. And, um, and you know, I'm hoping that some of these conversations that we're going to have look pretty pretty hard at those mistakes that we have made um, in the past. And, and it is such a thing that resonates with... Like whenever we tell our, our story on microlearning, that seems to just strike a chord with 
so many people in the room. So I, I expect to share all manner of failures and foibles uh, in this uh, in this extended conversation yeah. here. And it's just fantastic that literally our presentation is about the things that happened just last week. And I knew yeah. better going into it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you get busy, you sometimes miss those things. So that's right. Uh, it's good to bring back up. But things like client buy-in, communication strategy are absolutely critical anytime you're building learning. And that's where learning professionals, they miss it a lot of times because they're so focused on the learning part. And that's where that crossover is. And that's what I'm really excited about and hoping that we're able to bring some people on the show, bring some other uh, industry experts that we can talk about those cross sections, cross sections of marketing, cross sections of change management, cross sections of digital transformation. These are big topics going on in learning and development that we all need to get better at learning about and at least having some tools in our tool belt because if we don't understand them, we're going to kind of get left behind. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, and and I think that the best thing that we can do to not get left behind is just keep talking and moving our way forward and, and discussing ideas and really, I think, becoming general practitioners because there's, you know, there's, there's, there's incredible... I don't know if I don't want to say ROI twice in like five minutes, but there's there's got to be an incredible ROI on becoming a specialist. You know, you are the person to go to for thing X. Um, but the way that a generalist is going to be able to tie things together and really make not just a successful widget, but to have a successful widget program. You know, and uh, and that's that's really what I'm hoping to get out of this, and I'm hoping to uh, to share with a bunch of other folks out there. Um, uh, you mentioned bringing other uh, industry experts on the line. I I think that you know there's going to be other voices that you're going to hear on here. I I hope there are, and and I hope that you enjoy every single one of them because uh, uh, you know I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to make sure they're all just my friends. So you'll probably like all my friends, but uh, no, you're going to, I think that you should find if you're a, uh, if you're an L and D professional that wants to be well-rounded and well-prepared for whatever step is next, I, I really think that we are going to be able to bring some value to your commute, to your jog, to whatever the hell it is that you're doing. So uh, please uh, check us out for a couple episodes. And if you want to send us a message, I am going to include uh, just after a little uh, audio bite here. I'll give you guys contact information, how you can reach out to us. If you have something you want to hear about, if you uh, have a comment that you want to leave, let us know. You know, we're happy to uh, to entertain those things. Now, unfortunately, uh, although we are uh, social and personable, we're not all over social media. So uh, I, uh, how many Twitter followers do you have? I'm up to nine Twitter followers. Nine. Hey, I'm hoping, increased I'm hoping since to, last week. <laughs> I have increased since last week. Congratulations. I started following a lot of people, and there was two people that followed me back. I was at seven. I'm up to nine. Team it's scaling back. at this point. It's 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 very high scale. I bet at least four of those are Russian bots. <laughs> and I'm fine four. with that. I'm totally yeah. fine with that. <laughs> I'm if sure any the of them have a question... Have a, uh, yeah, the Kardashians have a ton of Russian bots on theirs, but you know that's right. It's fine. That's right. Yeah. So instead of competing with them, we just opt out entirely, almost. Uh, but you yes. will find us on LinkedIn. My last name is spelt uh, spelled kind of funny, H I R T. Like uh, if you're familiar with Al Hurt, the uh, famous trumpet player, Sugar Lips, you may know him as. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's spelled the I've same way. So yeah, Dan Hurt on uh, on LinkedIn. So check me out. 
Adam, and uh, you are C-O-S-T-A-K-E-S, right? Yes, sir. You got it perfect. It's, and I do I've, not have uh, anything with sugar lips, so I do not no. have any quips with that. <laughs> I, I try to work that into more conversations than, 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 I, uh, than I probably should, but um, it's not a common last name. Well, neither of them are, so we should be easy to find on LinkedIn, folks. So reach out to us there, say hi, and um, I hope that you are going to get some value out of this. Uh, Adam, any, uh, I'm going to leave you. I think you had a really uh, profound comment that you wanted to say at the end of this. Is that right? No. <laughs> no, I did not. Actually, you know what? I did have one thing that I heard today, uh, and it was absolutely fantastic. And it's been sticking with me all day um, that I was on a webinar this morning, and there was, Entice did a virtual conference today. So the training industry conference, they did a virtual conference. And in that webinar, because we're getting close, uh, it's September right now. We're going into next year. We're doing different things. But I thought this was pretty amazing. And we're talking about all these intersections of where learning's going, being a general practitioner. And she was talking about planning for 2020. And she said, instead of saying, we got to start planning for next year, she said, leaping into the next decade. And I hmm. thought that was just profound. When you think about it, we're getting ready to plan into the future. And she said, leaping into the next decade. And that's what you want to be doing as a learning practitioner. Yeah. And that yeah. was Dr. Crystal Walker today. And I thought it was just absolutely fantastic. So that's what I'll leave you for, uh, leave you with. There's my mm -hmm. profound comment there is that I hope we can help you leap into the next decade. I hope we can do that together and we can talk about learning and where it's going and all the different intersections and hopefully connect some of those dots. Love it, man. Love it. All right. Thank you, sir. Good talking with you. All right. You too, man. All right, my friend. That was episode one, and we've got a long way to go. We had a brief show meeting after this conversation to say, how do we want people to get a hold of us? And we both decided that really... Just reach out to us on LinkedIn. There's no reason why you wouldn't. You can find me, uh, D-A-N-H-I-R-T, and the link's in the show notes. Uh, uh, Adam, uh, C-O-S-T-A-K-E-S, -E Adam Caustic. So you can find both of us out there. Now, this music you're hearing right now, this is from uh, Incompetech.com. Kevin McLeod makes this music, and he makes a lot of other good music, too. So check it out if you're looking for uh, royalty-free music. But uh, that's it, folks. We will talk to you again very soon. Take care. Click next.